the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis. Welcome to a Thanksgiving weekend edition of Vatican Insider. In the interview segment, I feature part two of my off-the-cuff interview with Father John Paul Kimes, canon law professor at the University of Notre Dame and member of the Historical Commission for the Cause of Canonization of Servant of God Joseph Dutton. Now, Dutton was a companion, caregiver, and friend for 44 years, alongside Saints Damien and Marianne Cope, to the victims of leprosy on the Hawaiian island of Molokai. Father John Paul and I spoke after a recent event in Honolulu for this cause of canonization. This happened during a week in Hawaii in which I was also sworn in as a member of the Historical Commission. Father Kimes, a riveting storyteller, tells of the link between Notre Dame University and Joseph Dutton and explains what he has learned of Dutton by researching the archives on the Servant of God. You'll love every minute of our conversation. And now the news. A shorter version of the weekly highlights, as EWTN staff has Thanksgiving Day and Friday off. Sunday, November 20th, Feast of Christ the King. After visiting on Saturday and again Sunday with relatives in Porta Comaro, Asti, northern Italy, the land in which his father and paternal grandparents were born, Pope Francis presided at Mass in Asti's Cathedral. Also Sunday, at the Bishop's Chancery, where he was a guest, Asti Mayor Alberto Cirio conferred honorary citizenship on the Pope, quote, for his strong commitment to peace in the world and his daily messages of solidarity and fraternity against all forms of discrimination, values that are also enshrined in the statute of the city of Asti. Monday, November 21st, the Holy Father had a meeting with heads of dicasteries of the Roman Curia. Tuesday, November 22nd, a surprising announcement was made Tuesday in a papal decree in which Pope Francis appointed a temporary administrator of Caritas Internationalis, and he removed all top officials. The decree said that the president, vice presidents, general secretary, treasurer, and ecclesiastical assistant, quote, shall cease from their respective offices, and that Cardinal Tagli, president of Caritas Internationales until now, will assist the administrator, Dr. Pier Francesco Pinelli, in the duties entrusted to him. Just a day earlier, the director of fundraising PR and communications at Caritas had emailed members of the media that at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, the second day of a meeting of national and regional Caritas leaders, Caritas Internationales would host a press conference on fraternal cooperation within the Caritas Confederation and have a meeting point with Caritas representatives from different countries. That press conference did take place just one hour before the 12 noon Holy See Press Office Bulletin officially came out with the news. The news, it has been learned, shocked Caritas staff and surprised those from the national and regional Caritas offices attending the two-day Caritas meeting in Rome. Some are even asking, did Pope Francis demote one of his closest collaborators? Because the decree reads, Cardinal Tagli, president of Caritas Internationales until now, will assist Dr. Pinelli in the duties entrusted to him. 
Cardinal Luis Antonio Tagle, in fact, pro-prefect of the Dicastery for Evangelization and President Emeritus of Caritas Internacionalis, on Tuesday read the Pope's decree entirely in English to participants at the plenary. He said, quote, The Holy Father's decision came after careful and independent study. There is no question of abuse or financial mismanagement. The work for the poor continues. This is a checkpoint to improve what is already excellent. Joined at the speaker's table by Cardinal Michael Cherney, Prefect of the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development, of which Caritas is part, the Cardinal said, We have our temporary administrator. This news might be a bit disturbing or confusing to some of you. But rest assured that this decision of the Holy Father came after a careful and independent study of the working environment of the Secretariat and the governance exercised by responsible persons and bodies. I would like to assure you, he said, this is not, this is not, this is not, he said three times, about sexual harassment or sexual abuse. And this is not about, again I say, mismanagement of money. The decree clearly stated the intention. This is a call for walking humbly with God and a process of discernment, confronting our own freedoms and following the spirit of freedom, and at the same time the walking together of different cultures in their unique expressions of humanity. He also mentioned the increasing challenges that Caritas continues to face in caring for the poor and marginalized all over the world. For this reason, said Tagle, the decree states that the Secretariat, hopefully, will be prepared to assist you members and operate in a manner consistent with best practices and gospel values. Also Tuesday, welcoming 200 members of the Executive Committee of the World Jewish Congress, Pope Francis said the common religious heritage of Jews and Christians should be seen as an incentive to act together for a more fraternal and peaceful world. He recalled that from the Second Vatican Council, the WJC has been in dialogue with the Vatican's Commission for Religious Relations with the Jews. And he said their visit, quote, testifies to and strengthens the bond of friendship between the Holy See and the Jewish communities. Francis noted that Jews and Christians not only profess faith in the one maker of heaven and earth, who created every human being in his own image and likeness, and has revealed himself to humanity, but they also, quote, share a similar outlook on the final things, shaped by trust that on the journey of life we are not advancing towards nothingness, but towards an encounter with the Most High who cares for us. Wednesday, November 23rd, Pope Francis presided at the weekly general audience in St. Peter's Square, and, continuing his series of catechesis on discernment, he focused on the experience of spiritual consolation, that sense of deep inner joy, a gift of the Holy Spirit, that enables us to sense God's comforting presence and providential care in all things, even in moments of trial and difficulty. He explained how in the lives of great saints like Ignatius, Edith Stein, and Thérèse of Lisieux, we see how experiences of spiritual consolation not only bring profound interior peace and conviction, but also the strength to accomplish extraordinary things in God's service. During language greetings later, Pope Francis noted that in the past few hours, the island of Java in Indonesia was hit by a strong earthquake. I express my nearness to that dear population, and I pray for the dead and injured.
He also said, I want to send my greetings to the athletes, fans, and spectators who are following the Football World Championship taking place in Qatar. May this important event be an occasion for encounter and harmony among the nations, fostering fraternity and peace among peoples. Well, those are the news highlights, at least through Wednesday. Now, stay here as Father John Paul Kimes tells us about the link between Hawaii's Servant of God Joseph Dutton and Notre Dame University, where he teaches canon law. And wishing you all a blessed, beautiful, and safe and very happy Thanksgiving. This is Bob Grompy, General Manager of Divine Mercy Radio in Melbourne, Florida. Catholic Radio has been providing Catholics and others solid ground in these particularly troubling times with news including threats to our culture, situational on-air counseling, apologetics for Catholics and others, and biblical teaching for growth and holiness. Catholic Radio is not just radio, it's radio that makes a difference. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever. you listening to EWTN Radio right now? Have you ever wished you could listen on a local radio station? Maybe our Lord is speaking to your heart to help make that happen. Don't let a lack of experience hold you back. Find out how you can help start a Catholic radio station where you live. Powered by the truth of the church and EWTN's dynamic radio programming. Email Steve at this address, radio at EWTN.com. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. First of all, I'd like to tell you that this is the first time I've ever heard your program. It's actually the first time I've ever heard EWTN radio. I watch it on television all the time. But something told me today to turn this on and I found you. I will tune in again. Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Father John Paul Kimes, canon law professor at the University of Notre Dame and member of the Historical Commission for the Cause of Canonization of Servant of God Joseph Dutton. Dutton was a companion, caregiver, and friend for 44 years alongside Saints Damien and Marianne Cope to the victims of leprosy on Kalopapa on the Hawaiian island of Molokai. We spoke after a recent event in Honolulu for this cause of canonization. Father, a riveting storyteller, told us last week and tells us again this week what he learned of Joseph Dutton by researching the archives on Dutton at Notre Dame as a member of the Historical Commission. We start part two by talking about the thousands of letters Dutton wrote in his 44 years on Kalupapa and what can be learned from those missives. The letters are amazing. There is a book out now so much about him where he talks, we forgot to mention, I mean, he was born and he was known as Ira Ira, Barnes Barnes Dutton. Dutton. But he explains, you know, there was a certain point in his life when it wasn't Ira anymore, it was Joseph. That was the name he took when he became a Catholic. Exactly, and it it happens in the Church of St. Peter when he's brought into the Catholic Church from there on out. He's Joseph. And even when he gets confirmed and they give him a confirm name, confirmation name Maria, he never uses that. And then he becomes a third order Franciscan and they give him the name Francis and he doesn't use that either. Right. He identifies himself entirely with the name that he took when he came into the Catholic Church. Thank you. 
the Joseph then became how he was known, and Father Damien called him Brother Joseph, yeah. and he said, because you're like a brother to everyone. Yeah. The thing to be stressed, we don't want any misunderstanding, because Joseph Dutton was not a religious brother. Right. He's not a, he's not a religious. He, he may have taken some kind of private vows. We're not really sure. Um, again, sources are kind of uh, hit or miss on this. But we know he never enters a religious community. He doesn't, you know, I mean, he explores the Trappist, he explores sure. other things, but he doesn't take religious vows. No. Which, again, he becomes this, for today's society, he's this incredible model of the holiness of the laity. As you were mentioning earlier, I mean, this is the kind of holiness and sanctity and penance that he understands you know that his life is called to through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the, he's the perfect model right. for for today. Exactly. No, he's so contemporary in so yeah. in so many ways. Because he 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 has you know you, you you shared this insight with me earlier. I don't mean to speak out of school, but you know what we would call today PTSD. He has post traumatic stress that, disorder that, from the and war you and, and I the drinking. Doing, you and, and yeah. I who are doing the research. The more I learned about Dutton, I read what he wrote. Mm -hmm. I read what has been written and said about him, about the superiors of the religious order that were on Molokai, Kalopapa at the time. And he was this man who just, you know, felt these these virtues, had to live this life that he lived. Um, for and you and I are doing research on him. You at Notre Dame, obviously, so that's why, folks, we explained the relationship with Notre Dame, all the documents that are there. I, working in Rome at the office of the, uh, the archival office of the order that Father Damien belonged to. And so all of these documents, being members of the historical commission is a very important thing because it's basically what we find in our research, what we photocopy and scan and everything else that has been written by or about these people that will go to become part of the record in the Diocese of Honolulu. And when all the Vatican-specific steps are fulfilled, this goes to Rome. Yeah. So if Rome's going to discover who Dutton is, it's going to be because of the work we did on the commission. Yeah. And that's why our, you know, again, it's one of those parts that nobody would imagine in the cause of canonization, just how much work there is oh, no, uh, exactly. to all of it. And, and again, because we're dealing with someone who passed away in 1931, we no, have nobody's to, around nobody's around to talk yeah. to, so we have to find those documents. Uh, and then, you know, our job as the historical commission is to sift through all of those documents right. to be able to provide an accurate historical record so that when the case goes to Rome, they have all of the information they need to make all of the determinations right. that will then be necessary in the cause of canonization. Well, interestingly enough, Monsignor Sarno, who worked for 38 years in Rome, and I've known him all of those years, um, at the Congregation for the Causes of Saints, as he said um, in his remarks today, he said, this is to prove or disprove a right. cause for Because right. you've got to have, the, don't call it the devil's advocate, but you've got to have people out there who say or wrote, or mm -hmm. in this case they didn't know him, um, well, wait a minute, you know. But what we're seeing, we're seeing the, wait a minute, yeah. listen to this, the good stuff. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's true to him. We have to, be, we have to be honest with ourselves. Nobody's perfect. No. Being holy doesn't mean you're perfect. So it's very much the case that... Joseph well, or anyone, Gary, yeah. when he got up to, to you know, to, to give grace and everything today, he said, none of us are born saints. Yeah. 
and, and um, St. Augustine. I mean, if you want a life yeah. that really was discolored, yeah. if you will, yeah. a lot of the black sides, you have to go to St. Augustine. Yeah. So, but it's but the the power the powerful message in all of this is that every saint has a past as a sinner, and it's the same for for us. It's the same. We for, have the for future of the saint. We have the future of a saint. We have we have the, we have yeah. this. We share the same past, yeah. which means that we can share the same future when we come to learn the lessons that they learned and what Joseph learns and what I think Joseph teaches more profoundly and in a way that is uncannily contemporary he teaches the need for the understanding of the power of sin in our lives and the call of the Holy Spirit in our hearts to convert and to live our lives as Joseph said over and over again in service in service because it wasn't doing penance again when we talk about his fascination with penance he's not sitting over in the corner you know beating himself up for his sins he's putting the gospel to work he's using his hands his heart his by every in every fiber of his being he's using in service to those most in need and that for him is penance can I tell you as a priest one of the best penances I ever received I was asked to do good I was asked in the coming days or weeks to find someone to become aware of someone who needed my help for something it wasn't three Hail Marys or five Our Fathers and it so struck me when the priest said that. I just even had a whole different idea of penance. Yeah, and, and, and Joseph demonstrates that beautifully. Now, he does so with a rich life of prayer. He's, you know, he's praying and, I mean, all yeah. of this, but, it, but it's all part of a whole. It's not that he's praying and not working. It's not that he's beating himself up for having no. lived a bad life. In his prayer, in his interior life, he feels constantly the call of the Holy Spirit to serve. And in that, he sees the penance that he feels do. So it's beautiful because it's his unified vision of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Right. I have to pray. I have to deepen my relationship with him. And, you know, as Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, that's how we become friends. And yes. a saint is nothing other than a friend of Jesus Christ because it's someone that does his will. And then he wants to be friends with other people exactly. and let them know who this Jesus and is. And all of those letters that you and I are discovering in all of these different historical archives yeah. are the example of him reaching out in friendship, reaching out in love, reaching out as a disciple of Jesus Christ to others to help his uh, fellow human beings to being. help yeah. his fellow human beings and not only to ask for money for the important no. work that they're doing it's not just that but there's a genuine friendship that he constructs through these thousands of letters that oh, he I know. writes and when we when we you know this is a point that I think bears focusing in on bears repeating this is a man who has to have every single sheet of paper fumigated Every single envelope fumigated before it comes on the island. Every, the expense right. of the ink, the expense of the stamps, all of these things. Right. Everything that comes onto the island has to be has to be fumigated, and then everything that leaves the island has to be disinfected. And what's it going to do? It's going to get on a little boat, and it's going to go to Honolulu. Then it's going to get on a bigger boat, and, and then Lord it's going to yeah. and you know, is it going to end up in in L.A.? Is it going to end up in San Francisco? And then it's going to get on a train, and it's going to go or another so, ocean or in an, Europe. Yeah, another ocean in Europe. 
it's not like us sitting down and sending a text message. No. Oh, I need to talk to my mom. I haven't said hi to my mom. I'm going to take yeah, three right, seconds and send mom now, a text. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tremendous it's a, it's a tremendous investment of time and energy and resources. But he does so because he understands the value of those relationships, which ultimately become friendships right. and are all about the common bond we share in Jesus Christ. It's a, he's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal story. What I'd love to see someday, of course, because he was a veteran, and it yeah. now appears that what he may have suffered afterwards, we have a name for right. today, right. PTSD. I don't think they had names, but no. there were probably yeah. thousands, tens well, of thousands. Well, they had weak nerves you know, and all yeah, of these or, kinds of right, things, shell and later shock shell or shock, whatever. Yeah. But let me ask you, when you first began to discover Joseph Dutton and you were studying him a little bit and so forth, what most struck you about him? Wow. That's a tough question. I think um, I think what I keep coming back to is his dedication to building relationships. Uh, because it's something that all too often in the spiritual life, we, even as Catholics, we forget that we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, as Monsignor Sarno mentioned uh, in his talk today, the communion of saints. Exactly. We forget sometimes, and, and we, you know, especially as Americans, we have to as confess As he said, that those who are in heaven, the saints, those who are in purgatory, and those of us who are here on earth aspiring. Yeah. You know. and, but, you know, sometimes as Americans, we, we've, we've adopted a sort of quasi-Protestant mentality that it's all about Jesus and me. That it's just this, oh, you know, no way. and but that's where it starts. It starts in that relationship. But what what Christ tells us over and over again in the Gospels, and what the Catholic Church teaches again consistently throughout history, is the connectedness of all of us who were baptized into the name of Jesus. Which Christ. is why we use the word communion. So exactly, much. exactly. And Joseph Dutton understands that need for those relationships and the the work that it takes to cultivate those yeah. relationships, despite all of the difficulties that we just talked about with those letters. He cultivates those relationships, and he understands that it helps him sure. follow Jesus, and then that automatically helps others do the same. And that's, again, it's Like it's a pebble amazing. that you yeah. put, throw on the surface yeah. of the water and it ripples out and touches others. But the beauty of it, and you think about it, this is a man who in the eight, late 1800s and the early 1900s is prophetically living the reality that Vatican II focuses on more than yeah. any pl place in the history of the Catholic Church. And that is the universal call to holiness. To be holy means to be a friend of Jesus Christ, and that's what all of us are called to in baptism. And, and I he think, gets it. I, I think what, what we even want to say that to those listening to us now and who will listen to us in the future because we'll both be working on projects and writing about this. You too, all of you listening right now, I don't know your names, but you too have the same chance. And even Mother Teresa said it was just doing little things with great yeah. love, being part of that community. You can be a saint. You don't have to be martyred or eaten by a lion or anything else like that. Just everyday life. Just do every little thing for the love of God, the love of your neighbor. And and, and Joseph said the same thing. When when people would write to him and, the, and and say, oh, you know, you've taken on this tremendous journey and it's this thing. And he, he would tell them, he said, you find your Molokai wherever you are. That's the, the part of your talk today that most remained with me. We have to find our Molokai. We, we are not all called to grand gestures. No. And Joseph never saw it as a grand gesture. He saw it as following the will of God. And he understood and shared with others that knowledge that we're called to serve where we are. 
months. And, and you know what? Period. I, I think the problem for some of us might be that most of us know the canonized saints. Right. We know Saint Saint. We know the popes. We know Saint Mother Teresa. We know Saint Francis. Saint Anthony. Or I Padre could go Pio on and on. Or all of right, them. but yeah. we know the big names. Yeah. But we, what we have to know in this moment and understand is that there are millions more who are in heaven. Yeah. We may not know about them. We may even be related to, you know, our grandparents or whatever. Yeah. But they're in heaven. They just weren't canonized. There was no big process, so we don't know about them. And we love the idea of canonizing someone simply because they can be a model for us. Exactly. And that's why I think you and I are excited. I think my listeners could hear that in our talk. We're excited about Joseph because he was a layman, yeah. and and he, you know, looked to Saint uh, to Sainthood as a possibility. Yeah, and and what I again, not only is he a layman, he's a layman that understands that it's not about doing something dramatic. It's not about notoriety. For him, it wasn't even about no. taking a salary that he could have oh, been yeah. paid that would have come from the state of the kingdom of of Hawaii, so it wouldn't have technically cost anybody anything. It wouldn't yeah. have taken money out. Of, it wouldn't taken money away from the. Service he was trying to do. It wasn't about any of that. It was about serving because that was that's what God had called him to. And he had that particular vocation to come out here to the kingdom of Hawaii and to work with with Damien and to work with Saint Mary and Cope and to work you know working with the lepers who were just ostracized, the poorest of the poor, outcasts right. of society. And they gave the, all three of them gave their lives in service to these people. And, and think of what you and I are doing now in a very, very different way. But I think we're going to be inspired even more yeah. than than we are by this by this saintly life. We're looking at did this man live heroic virtues and so forth. And um, I, I think we've even inspired each other. Yeah. I understood that in a meeting we had this morning. I think we've inspired each other by what we've learned, by our enthusiasm. It's just become contagious. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I failed to mention at the beginning of this talk is that um, Father flew in only last night from Notre Dame. He is leaving tonight, this is 24 hours later, to go back to Chicago and Notre Dame. So, And I know your time is precious, but I know we're going to see each other again for sure. We're going to be in touch. But let me thank you so much for your time now. The wonderful, amazing, inspiring talk you gave to all 500 of us at the luncheon. And um, may the Lord continue to inspire you and me yeah. in our work on the Historical Commission. So. Well, we're, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of the Historical Commission, and I count myself even more blessed to have to be able to work with you together. And as you said, the more we know about this man, the more contagious right. his holiness is, yeah. the more excited we get, and the more I hope we continue to share with others because we have an, another model to, to follow for holiness. Well, I can say to you aloha, which also means hello and goodbye. goodbye. And I can say mahalo, which is, is thank you in, in Hawaiian, and just wish you safe travels. And as my mother used to sign her emails, she began doing that at 84. As she used to sign her emails, it was God sit on your shoulders. So Amen. may he sit on your shoulder, Father John Paul Times. Thank you so much, Joan, and thank you for all your listeners for joining us in this amazing conversation. Absolutely. For more information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, Go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.